Ahoy, mateys. This is Adrienne Barbeau, your nightlight, and you are listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. And yes, genius, you can call me Billy. in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that recognizes the superiority of the X chromosome. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we look to the future of genre as we highlight and talk the lineup for this year's Etheria Film Night. And you don't have to honor Castle Grayskull to listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your inclusion hole. And if you are out on social media, you can follow us along. Uh, we're on Nightmare Junk on Twitter, and at Facebook, we are at Nightmare Junkhead. And of course, it is on the Book of Face, where we have an events tab, which again leads to... Shenanigans and cyber shenanigans. Multiple shenanigans at this point, and as this episode is going to release on Friday, June 12th, that very night, we have been plugging and promoting nothing but virtual shenanigans, Uh cyber shenanigans. But now, but now, we have in-house shenanigans, and I am so glad to be back. It has been a while, and I will say this, the in-house shenanigans are indeed at Screenland Armor, and all you have to do is go to Screenland.com to check out all the shenanigans, Mm -hmm. but ultimately, if you are worried about certain things, they are being very... Very serious when it comes oh, to yeah. the social distancing. Uh huh. The you know keep, keeping people apart in the theater. Everything is clean. Everything is sanitized. Masks There's are masks. Worn. Um. Yeah. So if you are worried about Screenland armor being like unhealthy, don't because no. you have nothing to worry about. It is. It is probably safer. The safe since <laughs> about the safest I feel since I've been in my own home. Exactly. Exactly. And of the lineup that is putting but out. But if there, you're still not ready to come out, well, let's hear for first. If you're yes. listening to this on the day it releases on the twelfth, that Friday night, we are going to be hosting a Friday night fright uh, screening of Dream Warriors. And you do want to dream along with us. Now, the very next day, on the 13th, we are also going to be hosting a John Carpenter double feature. I'm glad to be back, everybody. That may or may not feature a a hologram of Buck Flower, uh, but that is going to be a good time, and we are going to be screening both Escape from New York. Mm -hmm. And they live two of the most prescient John Carpenter movies to date, two of the most scariest John Carpenter movies to date. And if you're like, ah, they live in Escape from New York's not horror. Have you seen what's going outside? Have you seen what's happening now? I'm not saying JC himself is prescient or very, well, he is very anti-authority, but this is the Fuck kind of film, the <laughs> very much so, that you need that catharsis. Now, if you're not ready to go back in the theater, we totally we understand. We got you covered on that, too, because it's time for our Shutter Shoutout double feature. And you know what? These have been fun as shit. I've been loving the Shutter Shoutout double features because we get to tickety talk with you guys, too, live. And it's so much fun. And I've been seeing some of the most coolest I've seen that movies and even ones that I can't even say I've seen that that I haven't heard. Good. Uh, Headhunter was dope. I've gone on talking the praise of Headhunter. Uh, Bloody Birthday, I'm going on the praise of it. Amsterdam. And then, because, you know, when we fall into your arms, 
they'll break into your heart. Go ahead, just start doing it. We're going on a fall break. Fall break, baby, tonight. And if you would like to get involved in these cyber shenanigans, all you need to do yes. is go to patreon.com slash screenland and become part of the Screenland film family where we have that and so much more mm-hmm. in terms of good virtual entertainment. Because Monday Quarantine Mystery Night is coming up too. Yes, it is. Yes. And I believe we are going to be doing a little... Kung Fu Hustle. Which is going to be my first time viewing. Oh, you're going to fucking love it, dude. I, I guarantee you're going to love that movie. I'm looking forward to it. And again, if you would like to join all that, patreon.com slash screenland to be car- pump, become part of the film family. And if we're talking film family and Patreon, Apalis. it is time to give a little Patreon shout out here as one of the perks of being part of our film family. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I will say this, one of the perks of the podcast have been not only meeting new people, obviously, uh, but it's a chance to get out of my introverted shell. Which is tough, as the socially awkward introvert of the group, obviously, if anyone knows Genius McGee, you know that's not an issue for him. I think it's going to be at the time pretty soon where I get more introverted and you get more extroverted and we just kind of meet in the middle. We, we are very complimentary in terms of our friendship, partnership, ultimately. <laughs> but I think one of the joys, though, is obviously being introduced to the Kansas City Horror Club. Yes. And all the people. Now, I obviously, we know someone uh, that happens to be the president, El Presidente. Not just a president, but I'm also a client. But also the people behind the Kansas City Horror Club, the people that make the Kansas City Horror Club what it is. And one of those just happens to be part of our extended Nightmare Junkhead film family. And someone that has uh, been in my basement that I have... (laughs) And hasn't got out yet. (laughs) Again, context is everything with that. Um, But someone that um, I've grown close to, someone that I've been able to open up about my issues and my struggles and someone that's not only my my film family but straight up family as well someone that i'm going to give a big hug to eventually and not just elbow bump when we're ready uh but diana geisinger has been kind of the rock for the kansas city horror club in many ways i have nothing but 100 percent admiration and respect for diana um yeah when everyone the horror club does stuff like oh good job Kansas City Horror Club and way to go genius and blah 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 and I tell people I couldn't have done it without Diana she has been um, my rock my helper my everything on Kansas City Horror Club from the president saying this it would not be anything like it is without her and she truly has my thanks and admiration and respect she is truly my favorite dumpster fire. <laughs> and quite honestly, someone who has shown up to almost all of our movie nights through Nerds of Nostalgia, yeah. pretty much any genre film, she is here. She's a fan. She's a supporter. She's family. Yeah, yeah, she is. And without her... We save her a seat at Tapcade. So... It, she's... she's I'm, like I said, I am ultimately glad that I was able to... She's been, become part of my life, and I'm just happy that she's willing to help out help yeah. us out a little bit more diana you're fucking rad she is a champion and if you would like a little shout out or to be part of our patreon film family just head to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead we have a tier everything from a squidly diddly to another time another place we've got you covered now huh, we took last week off which we try not to take any no, time off we but it was tried, important it was very much important. It was important all you have to do is look outside yeah. All you have to do is turn on your TV. All you have to do is wake up, and you can feel the collective consciousness going through a crisis right now. Oh, yeah. You know, here in the States, globally, just everywhere, there's 
a change is coming mm-hmm. ultimately something's uh, blowing in the wind we're seeing we're seeing a lot of structural change ideally we're Good. seeing talks yeah. of restructuring everything and i think now more than ever it is important for other perspectives to have a voice mm-hmm. to have an outlet so we can hear we can see as a again as a 40 year old white guy with a beard i can offer no insight to what is being going on out there except for offering my ear and listening yeah. and promoting ideally as much as I can. Even though we don't have a large audience, I'd like to think that anyone that listens to our show is a human being, is empathetic, yeah. and is a good person. And horror fans especially. Here's the thing. I'm oh. going to jump on my soapbox for two quick seconds. As, as a minority myself, I feel like horror has been there. You know, it, it, it has... It's been showing the horrors of the real world forever. And I think that it's important for us to realize that it's not just about uh, horrors, not just from the straight white male, but there's a lot of good horror out there. And it's especially important for us to have our voices heard in the horror community for people and groups that have actually witnessed true, real horror. And I think that's why it's important to have these dialogues and have these conversations and show like, hey, there's more than just some slasher in the woods. You know, there's more than that. There's real world horror that is affecting people every day. And I think that's important for us to all come together and realize that there's more to fear than Jason and Freddy out there. There's real shit that we need to look at and actually figure out how to make this place better. Yep. And I think you mentioned once, uh, you don't want to return to normal. No, you I don't. Want I want to go to better. Yep. I want to be better than what we did. I don't want to. I'm, 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 I'm going to go down a very political rabbit hole, and I don't want to go down in there. So let's just say I support you. Absolutely. And, and speaking of support, our two guests here ultimately have, beyond, have been beyond super supportive within not only the Kansas City horror community, the genre community, but outside of that as well. Absolutely. And our first guest, you know him as the co-host of the Nightmare Hour podcast. Uh, he is the co-founder of the Panic Film Festival and the co-owner of Screenland Theaters. Please welcome back to Nightmare Junkhead, one Adam Roberts. I need to uh, co-pilot more often. It sounded cool. I wanted like more co-things. There, there's a lot of co's to I like how many co's I have. It makes me feel less about less me. Are you the co-king? Watch <laughs> how you pronounce that, my friend. That can be... <laughs> you need to enunciate very I'm carefully. I'm going to the hell out of you. <laughs> well, we are not only joined by one Adam Roberts, but our next uh, guest, she is the co-host of Slaughter Movie House here at Screenland. But more importantly... Is she the co-queen? She's, she's got some co... <laughs> But more importantly, though, she is the festival director and the co-founder of said Etheria Film Night. Please welcome back to Nightmare Junkhead, Stacey Pippi. Thank you so much for having me. I didn't realize this would be such a codependent discussion. Ah! <laughs> I can co-sign that. Um, now, before we get into all the good stuff, please oh tell... Boy. Oh, boy. Stop it. Stop it. The over-under on the co's. Tell our listeners where can they find you out on social media. Uh, please plug and promote away. Ah, well, um, Etheria Film Night can be found at etheriafilmnight.com. We are on Facebook as Etheria, Etheria Film Night. We are on Instagram and Twitter, Etheria FN, because, you know, when we started, every single character counted. <laughs> um, screenland.com, screenlandonline.com, panicfilmfest.com. I think that's all my... And then you can find me at mostly at Waste of Mind Films 
things. Excellent. At whatever. I don't. I know. I know. It's always. Oh, and then the nightmare hour. A nightmare hour pod is on uh, Facebook and uh, podcasts. You can get pretty much anywhere. I, I think everywhere now. It's good. It is open up to everyone ultimately. Yeah. Um, so the reason I wanted to make sure we got you two together is number one, Etheria has been going on. This is going to be. Is it the fifth or sixth, sixth year? Sixth okay. Year. And it's been getting bigger and better every year. Ultimately, I'd like yeah. to, it's, well, it's, especially from someone from afar that is um, a fan of it and a supporter of it, it's always good to see more and more people, number one, getting excited for it, but also in this day and age, like I said, in terms of perspective and shifting voices, you all have been a champion of that. And thank you, ultimately. No, thank, thank you, and thank you for, for noticing. Um, you know, when Heidi and I started, uh, and we'd come from another festival previously, um, every female filmmaker seemed to know each other back then. And, you know, when we first started out, um, one of the first rules that we put out amongst ourselves is we do not play films that we have direct high involvement in. Like, we don't, nothing we directed, nothing we produced. Um, you know, nothing that she would have acted in in any type of, other than a background character, you know? <laughs> like, so we really wanted to keep that separate. Etheria was not about us. It was about providing a platform for other women to showcase their work. So when we started, it felt like between the two of us, we knew everybody. Like, we, she knew people I didn't know. I knew people she didn't know. And I mean, we all know that's a, that's a perception. That's not real. And, you know, each year... I was literally doing happy dances when we would get this wonderful submission and it was from a director neither of us had heard of before. It's really exciting um, because it's like, yes, welcome to our tribe. Welcome to our tribe. And that continues to this day. Um, our growth has not been through major corporate sponsorship. It has been through word of mouth. Um, from directors telling other directors about their experience, about the exposure that they received um, to studios, to agents, to distributors. So that's that's sort of been our mission statement, and we're sort of like, like I've said before, a little lemonade stand on Hollywood Boulevard that makes the best lemonade um, and, and, and gives it to the world. Uh, it's, it's just, it's so, it, it's amazing now that every year baby steps a little bit more growth, baby steps a little bit more growth, and it continues, the, the quality of the films every year. And it's, that's not saying that other directors weren't as good. It's to say that we're also recognizing more people are getting access to tools, to support staff, to crews, to have the equipment they need to make a better film, the money they need to make a better film. And that's very encouraging as well. It almost seems like the technology at this point from the, even the past six years has like expanded exactly. greatly. So mm -hmm. there's so many more people now have that access yes. to that. Um, do you remember initially, just in terms of the submissions, how have they grown throughout the, the years at this point? They, I would say, um, and it's not me, but a challenge I'd put out into the world six years ago was I would love to see more horror from women that um, wasn't rape re revenge, um, wasn't body image, and, you know, and wasn't creepy kids. 
<laughs> unless you were going to do something completely new and awesome with that. But please expand out into all these other wonderful topics in the world that deserve a female gaze. Mm-hmm. And also, just as important, please continue all that work that anybody watching shouldn't be able to tell yeah. who directed it. Right. It's just a good film. Because some of the uh, short films that I've seen still etched, from the theory are still etched in my brain. I mean, just yeah. still some wonderful, wonderful things. Um, the parking lot, I think it was... Um, a few years ago, we were in Chicago for Horror Hound Weekend, or Days of the Dead, I believe, mm-hmm. and you did one of the Ethereum Shorts uh, film showcase, and it was the one where it's the... He uh, goes to the parking lot, and the guy is breaking into the car. Oh, that's uh, Karen, Karen Lamb, stalled. Oh, that oh. one still, that one plays in my mind every single time I go to a parking lot. I mean, like, and that was, what, three, four years ago? And it's still effective. And, and, and that is, and it's a, it's a great short. It is so effective with, you know, a minimum set, a minimum acting, um, just a powerful performance, a powerful script, and really good cinematography and direction. I mean, it, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's so, you, you give a real artist crayons, they make something incredible. You give somebody that just, you know, has expensive toys and doesn't know how to use them, you get what Hollywood considers a blockbuster, I guess. That's fair. That's Transformers. Yeah. You get Transformers. <laughs> well, ultimately, oh you guys are almost like this really cool like <laughs> genre farm system where you are cultivating these amazing talents and yeah. giving them that opportunity yeah. to the point where some of your alumni now have gone from shorts to features and have really made a, they've become a strong voice in the horror community and genre yeah, community. What are some of your Ethereum success stories? Sure. Um, you know, we do have a few great successes. Unfortunately, I wish there was so much more of them. Um, it's a two, two sides of the same, you know, two sided blade, whatever you want to call it. On the one hand, what's awesome is that there is more of a desire for short content. Before it was just a throwaway, nobody cared. More people are showing, no, we love these. We love these little bites. And so, a lot of our women are, are still making incredible shorts that are getting better and better all the time. But every time one of our women is able to get a feature made, you know, through the studio system on their own, get it funded, is a huge cause for celebration. Um, I, I mean, for example, our own Kansas City Jill Six, our, 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 my, my co-host <laughs> and the founder of Slaughter Movie House. Right? The, the co GGP. Um, and yeah, you uh, started, you know, came to us with one of her earlier shorts, right? You know, not her first, but it was mm-hmm. incredible short that blew away not only the audience, but our judging panel. Like that little Kansas City short beat out AFI USC students to win the jury award. And she's what just wrapped the feature length version. I yes. know, I'm excited. I'm super excited to see that on multiple levels, Absolutely. as we all are. I Absolutely. think we're going to have a huge party here if we can. I, and we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. get to we'll that. We'll make it happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the, 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 the queen, the, the princess demands it. Last year, um, we were able to um, do the LA premiere for Gigi Salguerrero's uh, Culture Shock. Yes. Yes. And, you know, Gigi. We had first been introduced when she was still a student filmmaker, and we've played all of her films, all mm-hmm. of her shorts coming up, uh, Dia de los Muertos, El Gigante. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, 
it's it, that's just part of also that community that um, you, we were here to hold each other up and not tear each other down. That you know she was like, no, when I do my when I do my feature premiere, I want it to be with Etheria. It's not in competition, but just to play to honor, you know, how we've helped each other grow. And I thought that was beautiful. Um, I would like for you to expand on that a little sure. bit. So one more time, Stacy, for those in the back, why? Why is thing, programs like Etheria and that important nowadays? Why? Sorry, I didn't hear. The, the that's truck okay. Was going by. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. So once again, for those in the back, for the, why are programs and situations or, and things like Etheria and inclusion, why is that important in today's society? You know, as much as I would totally love to say it shouldn't be important yeah um it unfortunately still is important um and up until just the last couple years we were constantly getting hit back with you're unnecessary you're unnecessary oh we totally hire women we have a woman or we had a woman or um you know we just hired the executive's daughter who just got out of film school um we're good or nobody wants to watch those types of films. They're not marketable. I mean, the stories that we can say for women in genre can be say, said for women in any type of film, could be said for um, any man or woman or any other gender of any other background that is not the straight, white, cis, male, normal background, right? So why is it important? Even now, you hear that answer of, well, now that it's been brought to my attention, I would totally love to hire a woman director, but there aren't any. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. specific to the genres, why? Because we love the genre films. We love horror films. This is, this is the redheaded stepchild of Hollywood, is this little community. And within that, women don't have that same voice. Within that... Um, women of color do not have that same voice. Within that, queer women do not have the same voice. Within that, combine all of these together, oh, that director doesn't exist. Well, let me show you this. They do. Yep. That's why I think we're important. It is. It's, mm -hmm. it's providing a voice. It's providing an outlet. It's, it's, it's also to show, yes, good Lord, there are many women that are talented yes. for this that yeah. can work, be your directors, your script supervisors, your, yes. your AD, all of those. It's, Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and you say that they say there's not any in directors like that. And then with with the theory, you're like, bullshit. Let me show you. Here's right. a list. And so. Right. You know, um, you know, <clears throat> Colin, <clears throat> women don't like, you know, space movies and uh, dinosaurs and <sighs> all that stuff. No, yeah, yeah, we do actually very yeah. much. Um, women can make something just as uh, revolting as men. Yeah. That's if, art. If anyone ever says they, that like a woman couldn't provide a good grindhouse movie, I'll just throw Gore's blood, Love Baby. Blood, can, may I suggest throw, throw Blood Diner on there? Yeah, you know, just yeah. throw, throw Blood Diner on there. there um, or you can't make and, Elevated Horror. Have you seen Near Dark? I, I mean, uh, watch Jesse Sides' documentary. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's it's there. There's um, other you know directors. Um, wow, Martha Goddard, uh, Martha Goddard, who did Godel, Godel and Complete. Um, many people saw she did uh, the movie The Dressmaker with Kate Winslet. With, yes. 
Um, we were talking a little bit off mic on. Which, in, as a horror podcast, everyone knows I'm the resident rom-com guy, so no, those yeah. are... Well, see, and I'm not usually a rom-com person, but that's a dark rom-com, which is right up my alley. <laughs> um, and then uh, Christine Boylan, we played her movie Haas, and um, she was a producer on the Punisher TV show after Etheria. So bits and pieces. Yeah. But no. each year we give Hollywood a short list. We do one block of shorts. That's seven to ten, depending on the length. Um, cream of the crop for the year and say, These are, this is our short list. These are the directors that you should be hiring right here and now. They're ready. Give them the studio money and stop saying you don't know a woman that does a Western. Here you go. Yep. You don't know a woman that you know, will do um, you know, real deep psychological horror in the vein of, and you name off some random white guy. Here you go. Yeah, that, that is beyond perfect. Well, and as you mentioned, you usually um, have a, are able to showcase this usually on the West Coast. Right. But we are in the day of COVID right now, and right. as it turns out, technically, and you may be able to hear a bit of the echo in the background, we're recording at Screenland Armor, the theater. We've been lucky for the past couple of years to have Etheria here in Kansas City, and I think we've all been that much better for it. I mean... It, I, I don't have to wait once a year to see you again. You <laughs> That's know? very true. So, <laughs> but again, also that goes towards Adam. Um, kudos for you for offering, having a place like this, like a, a, a mutual gathering place where we can all come in, no matter race, gender, creed, nationality, whatever, can come in for the love of cinema. You know, so... Yeah. Well, and then that brings me to the next point here, ultimately, is kind of the partnership at this point now and the delivery method. Because if you are interested in seeing what Ethereum has lined up for you this they year... They got you covered in badass ways, too! So many different ways here, potentially. Magically badass ways. So initially, how did the, how did the conversation and discussion come about to partnering with Ethereum and Screenland in this case? Um, well, we've been doing uh well i mean we've we've done a, a number of horror events here obviously for the last nine and a half years uh and one of those being slaughter movie house and then uh jill introduced me years ago to stacy who is here for etheria and uh and then we've done an etheria night ever since and then uh now stacy lives here yes. and uh and you know hi, the other half the other cosine of this uh, is on the west coast but <laughs> But California isn't in a state that, like we are in right now, where we're actually, you know, three weeks ago, I guess a month ago, we were talking like, well, maybe if we're open, we could look to doing a live event. Uh, but the first thing, like Stacy and Heidi called me about, were, well, we want to be able to support you guys. And I said, okay. And doing like I typically do, I was like, uh, you know, brushing it off and tr still trying not to accept her very generous offer, um, which is, is that very true? I, I just kept trying to, did I not? I'm like, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to do anything for he's me. He's so excited to be hosting this event, guys. Can you not tell? No, what he's, what he's. He did come back, and, and I said, look, it looks like if everything's closed, I might you know, need to do this as a virtual this year, and I'd love to partner. I've seen what you've been doing uh, to keep Screenland going, to you know, keep trying to pay these bills, keep these lights on, and provide, you know, and that um, employees have a place to come back to and everything that you know, I felt passionate about. And yeah, his first response is, don't you want to partner with a bigger theater to do that? So it's not that he's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm here because she sort of forced me to do it. He's like, I'm not big enough. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
uh, I, I just thought that you know there are they typically do it at a very Dead. iconically large theater. Um, but but then you but know you're indie as fuck, dude. Yeah. Well, we settled. Uh, we, we 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 figured it all out, and you know, of course, I wanted to be a, a, the partner and help you you all figure out how to, I could help uh, bring it to online. Yeah. Um, but then the conversation as we got closer into June was, well, I think we might be able to do it in person, even at a very limited right. uh, capacity. And then, but it was still like fifty-fifty. We can't. <laughs> and then uh, five days ago, I think, or seven days ago, maybe. Right. Within a week or so, um, a lot yeah. changed, and and, uh, and now we're doing uh, a live version of it. Um, so we'll have live online, and then of course there's a shutter version. There's literally every yeah, there's, corner you there, turn there, around. Like, yes, we cannot do. I mean, this was the year that we were faced because of COVID, not being able to do our annual big gala celebration, um, you know, at the Egyptian Theater on Hollywood Boulevard. And that was just wasn't going to happen. And, you know, at the time, you know, a few months back when we were finalizing lineups anyways, it was, well, how long is this going to be? And as, you, as everybody, I mean, I don't have to tell the, the story of 2020, <laughs> um, how this thing got bigger and bigger and longer and longer. And, I, you know, and, and there was also, well... If we go at that time, if we go online, some of these filmmakers might want to wait because they might be premiering with another festival, a bigger festival later on. So they don't want it to be online yet. And then when it really became clear that everybody shut down, then, yeah, so the filmmakers are like, no, I have no problem. And, 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 and then, of course, well, here we go. At the time, we have two different ways we're going to do this. Pretty awesome. We got Shutter is going to be playing the lineup for a month, and starting mm-hmm. on June nineteenth. Excellent. Rad uh, Friday. Um, and in addition to that, if you don't already have Shutter, there is a code for a free month. <laughs> Etheria. Are you suggesting? Oh, yeah. that? Oh yes, cool. <laughs> and then in addition to that, um, working with Adam, we were already working on June twentieth, which would have been our date in Hollywood to do a virtual celebration. So yes, you can go watch it on Shutter. but what we are doing here is um, making it a celebration for the filmmakers. Not only if you, if you um, buy your tickets online through Screenland Online, will you be able to watch the Ethereum lineup for the year, but we'll have um, some bonus contacts be, um, beforehand. I have some pre-recorded um, interviews with all the filmmakers after, and then we're going to get on a live Zoom discussion after. So that's what you're getting with that. And then, but wait, there's more. <laughs> as Adam said, just a week ago, as soon as he said, okay, we, the city says we can open up a little bit, I'm like, let's do this. Yep. And so... Uh, he did all the measurements within the theater. There are videos online through his page where you can sort of get an idea for how social distancing is working. Um, that theater has what, 200 250? 15? 250. 250, 250. 250. 250. 250. 250. 250. 250. 250. 250. 250. 250. 250. 250. It's a fifth, 20%. Okay, so Um, we've all done our math. But ultimately, though, there is something about the communal experience, about being in a theater and seeing something on the big screen Mm -hmm. and seeing it with your your genre friends and the people that come out for these. 
And um, that's also like that might be the first time some of these directors and actors and, and will see their thing on a big screen. Yes. So although, you know, not everyone will be able to see it, um, I think it is an ex- to not lose that experience entirely. You yeah. know, it is totally different um, to see it up on a screen. And I also am really excited about everything Adam's been doing here with the theater, you know, even with, with some, bringing back some old favorites, getting ready to tackle whenever Hollywood releases content again. But, um, you know, this is a really happy balance. You know, we're, we're torn between this world saying, stay closed for the whole year or just open everything up because it's not real. Um, there's a great happy balance here, uh, I think, by having a chance that if you know you're comfortable, he's done everything possible to make it as comfortable as possible to be in a th- enclosed theater space. And if anyone's not ready, no one's shaming you. No yeah. one in this group would ever shame anyone to say, "I'm still not ready to go out. I will watch it online." Absolutely. Yeah, why, I think that's why we, we, I mean, I've fully committed to leaving all of our online presence going, uh, at least for the, for the rest of the year. I mean, probably most of that stuff will just permanently start existing because we've, the hard work's done, the groundwork's laid. Um, a lot of our, our, like our long-term fans you know, may move away or they might not feel comfortable coming out for maybe a year or whatever the case may be. Um, but to leave those people out just doesn't seem uh, fair. So we want to have all the opportunities, all the solutions to... You know, fortunately, we were able to have Panic Fest this year and, and show our films. We were one of the last film festivals, and to, to and then it was just ended. It was us, Sundance, and you know, by March first, they were done. Everything was closed. Yeah. Like there yeah. was nothing else. Like all the big ones are are canceled. Some are going online, but there's a lot of filmmakers that don't want to do that. And you know, part of me understands, but also it's to not have a festival like Etheria where where this massive spotlight hits these you know nine filmmakers and all the people that worked on those films is just you know it would be a travesty for for those films to have to be able to you know to shelve it and wait or for them to god forbid put it online themselves and not get that spotlight you know so many Mm -hmm. things do just go online they disappear Uh, i mean showing your movies in a crowd with you know the ability to to talk about them and talk about why you made it what influenced you and and where you're going and what your your trajectory is, is is incredibly important and uh, and to have as many op- outlets and opportunities, you know, whether it be in person, you know, through our website or through you know Shutter, like that's incredible. And and I think you, there's been a couple other festivals have gone virtual, but I don't think anybody's done this. Nobody certainly has done like an online, in person, and streaming. Like this is. I- and it's probably, by and large, it's probably like, well, we planned for just the online, and then the you know the Shutter yeah. thing happened, and then the in person yeah. thing happened, but but. It's a good, it's yeah, a great it's ability. My split personality. What can I say? <laughs> um, you know, when well, you cohabitate it's, with all again, the different, you know, trying to make it the, the the best fit for different people's needs. Like, like, you know, I think it's awesome for the filmmakers and around the world that they can get this through Shutter. Like, any it, it, that's a big deal. I think also, I don't want us to lose. Um, the celebration part, the part that really focuses on the filmmakers and not just the work. And we're doing what we can as much as possible to do an online version of that. Mm-hmm. And then now to have at least even an intimate screening with a handful of people is great as well. And then we're going to do the audience voting still. So you know, that's another thing for Ethereum. We've always had an audience award 
through this event, we have a chance to still do an audience award, which would have been really cumbersome to try to do through a month yeah. of screening. Yeah. So um, I'm excited about that. Well, and really being able to add that the film festival aspect online, you know, so much about if you've never been to a film fest is sure you see a lot of great movies, but a lot of it is the friendships, the networking, you know, mm-hmm. film sets, you know, you create families and, and film festivals, it's your extended family. It's the people that might prop you up for your next movie. You never, you truly never know who's going to be there and, and fall in love with your work or want to know more about it or, or, you know, all, so many people I've met over the last you know 10 years at festivals, both mine and others are people that have, you know, changed my life in different ways and inspired me to, to do better things and get more creative and I mean, that's how we met. And yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, and to to just show the work is one thing, and it's great. It's great to have a this, you know something like Shutter is incredible. Um, but those filmmakers, you know, being able to just like talk about your work and to have people be able to approach you afterwards, even if it's digitally, is so important yeah. um, to yeah. the process of, of film festivals. And and you know, getting really hammered after it. Right. <laughs> well, because this is also doing something. You know, after the main Etheria, as much as possible, we try to do the tour of Etheria to get it out to fans. So you know, round one was introducing to showrunners and everybody, and the round two is introducing to fans. Because until studios support and make more features directed by women, you know, you just gotta go around them and get it right out to people that are mm-hmm. dying for that content. Hey, all you people with all the money, you're stupid. <laughs> like, people want this content. Yeah. I, Everybody knows a ton of examples in just the last few years where every single one of your, if it's not this white heteronormative story, nobody buys it overseas, everybody knows you're full of shit. Can I just say Sorry. one of my surprises of last year, or a, technically a shit, it could have been this year for all I remember, just in terms of, was Birds of Prey and Kathy Oh, Yang. yeah, it was this year. It was... <laughs> was that this year? Was yeah, it? I know, see? Was it? Wasn't that Anything before, before March seems like 20 years ago. It's, it's kind of Time ridiculous. Time is taffy. It's, yes, that's the truth. So pliable. Ultimately... It's the fact that you were giving so many options this way and just not ultimatums. It's just yeah. not my way. It's like, here, here's a way you can yeah. access this. And it's access. And it's, right. uh, that's a huge thing, ultimately. It, so it, make, it warms my heart to know, again, that I know you all, that I can call you friends, but the fact that you all are providing this platform yeah. for people that need that voice. It just, it's life-affirming. It's to recognize and go, oh, yeah. There are still good people out there that are doing good things. Well, and like in both of you guys, you guys are all about inclusion and making sure everybody can have a voice or be able to see it. You know, you guys are not just talking about it. You're being about it. I mean, yeah. with the fact that Etheria is all about uh, women empowerment and the fact that still Screenland is doing this stuff for the people who don't want to go out of their house yet and for the people who are ready to come in. It's for everybody. That's the thing I like about the, what, what both of you guys are doing. It's not just for the demographic. It's not just for Kansas City film fans. It's not just for women filmmakers. It's for everybody. It's for the people who love the women filmmakers, the people who love Kansas City, and the people who want to come to the theaters and can't support them. And that's why you guys are doing the, 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 the Dark Lord's work. <laughs> so, like, and so on behalf of... Hail Heidi. Oh, wait. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are doing... You guys are kicking ass and taking names and nothing but mad respect for both of you guys. So speaking of the work of Etheria and everything, I think might might be a good time to start talking a few, a little bit of the lineup for this year. 
Sure. Uh, if, if we are good with that, because, uh, you know, we've been waxing each other's cars here quite a bit. But ultimately, it's a worthy waxing. Yes. Because, again... Necessary uh, waxing. Yeah, I know. I, it's, it's, that sounds weird. Yeah. Hey, guys, that's not what I came here for. <laughs> we'll go back to my basement for that. It's gotcha. fine. Uh, I'm here <laughs> for the necessary better. wax. <laughs> well, again... Um, all you need to do is just, uh, it's, I believe, ethereafilmnight.com to check out the lineup. But um, ultimately, I wanted to make sure we gave a shout-out to all the feature shorts that will be playing here. And um, I've got the titles. I believe you've got a little bit of some descriptions sure. on your end. But let's start with um, Ava in the End. I want to talk about Ava in the End. Well, first, I do want to give you an overview. So there's oh, nine yes. this year. Nine? Nine. Nine. Nine? Yes, there's nine. Nine, sorry. If that makes any sense at all. Okay, yes. Ten, So uh, nine. we have four horror, three science fiction, a dark comedy, and a fantasy magical type one. Ooh. That's why the fact that it's just not all horror, it's just very it's, genre. It's, it's just not. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we are so showing with on, within these genres, um, there isn't a type of female director. Right. They're just, just directors that happen to be women. Right. And we have all these different voices across there. So, um, uh, which one? Ava in the End um, is one of our science fiction shorts um, by Ursula Ellis. Um, this is the part I get hard with because we haven't played them yet. And I always hate being spoilery. Well, I was going to say, can we just uh, give them a... Because this one, I was sure. looking at the description. It looked a little Black Mirror-ish. Can, can it, you... Uh, I was going to suggest... Because... The best experience for festivals is not going knowing what you're going to see and only having like an image and a title. And yeah, if you go to ethereum.com, you can see all the images uh, in a row. And if you then want to know more, you can click on that image. It'll take you to trailer, um, you know, summary and director information. But I will talk about the titles and the directors. That and is the, fair. Uh, I'd like to give them all a little shout out. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. Okay. Because I, 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 I hate spoilers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'll be honest. My favorite experience of the, like, the last three years was going into Mandy, not knowing I didn't watch the trailer, I didn't watch anything, and just that... Exp- Absorbed. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I find myself... Yeah. The, the so blinder I, I go in, the better. Well, but we'll give you all you, a little context. When you go yeah. to a, sh- a short showcase like this, uh, you don't want to fixate... And I think reading and, and anticipating different shorts, I think you're going to fixate on naturally the one that speaks out to you the most on, on page. But if you go in totally blind, having maybe just seen an image or in a title, it's just it's much more surprising, much more uh, interesting of an experience because you don't know what the next one's going to give you. And uh, so... I. Well, I think she yeah. should she should give everyone a shout out and show the titles. I don't think any anything more yeah. than that is going to be too I mean, revealing. Anyone that's been experienced of, of of any of our prior, you know, Heidi and I with this with Mondo, like to put together across, you know, let's represent women across all these different subgenres, across these diverse backgrounds, um, but also present it as a mixtape that plays well together. Yeah. So you're not. You're going all over the place, but you're not jarred all over the place. There is kind of a narrative. Yeah, it's kind of hard to get into the nuance without spoiling. That's totally fair. fair. Totally fair. All right. Moving on then, I believe we have Man in the Corner. Yep, Uh, Kelly Kelly Breslin. That is another horror short. Just under 10 minutes. That's the beauty also. The older I get, the more I appreciate brevity. And shorts are the best thing for that. Yeah, I mean, just bite, quite bite-sized nuggets of, of, of goodness. Absolutely. Uh, we have, is it live? 
live, yes, uh, uh, Taryn O'Neill. Um, that one's a little bit longer. It's like 12 and a half minutes or so, I think. Science fiction film. And then the one that piqued my interest the most, just based on titles. And again, it tells you so much about me. Yeah. Again, I'm a basic bitch. But The Final <laughs> Girl's Return, The Final Girl Returns, yeah. that one looks like like Alexandria Perez put that one. I'm, that's the one I want to see just based on the title. Okay, Mama Don't Have No Favorites. Mama Loves All of Her Children <laughs> Equally. But um, speaking to me to you as someone who really loves horror... I was very tickled at um, a fresh take on something. Okay. And, All right. And, uh, you have my curiosity. And not, and not necessarily the f- it's a fresh take that we've seen someone do a fresh take of that fresh take already. So this is like the Mentos of shorts, just in terms of the, the, the fresh take exception. Yeah. Is it, yeah, is no, it co-fresh it's, take? Uh, and that one's a little bit longer. That one's like, I think, um, 15, 16 minutes or so. Cool. Very cool. Um, but yeah, I think you'll. I, I think I know you yeah. because I know you. I'll say you're gonna dig it. I'm. I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to all of them. But okay. that one yes. also specifically. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is not on beat, but it is off beat. Off beat. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I know I'm gonna horribly say her name. It's a science fiction. Um, this is our. This is our only um, foreign language film this year. It's from the Netherlands. Excellent. I'll tell you that it's a science fiction. Um, Myrtle, I apologize right now. A Werkirk? I, you know what? We, we attempt it respectfully. If we are incorrect, you can always let us know. Yes. That Our, is, yes. The intent is always good with that. Mm-hmm. Now, the other one that really stuck out to me, and I one that I ultimately, in terms of relevance, is The Conversion Therapist. Yes. That one Ooh. looks intense. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, that is another one of our horror shorts, about 20 minutes long. That is by Bears Rebecca Fonte. Okay. So um, I don't even think, I, I don't even need to tell you. I think the title alone yeah. tells you what you're getting into, and it takes you along for the ride. That, and that's, you know what, that's what I, you talk about, like horror heels. It can address a lot of different topics oh, yeah. in very creative yes. ways, ways that will grab you, ways that can entertain you, ways that can scare you. And Wait, they can stick with you. Yes. Well, again, and change your mind the about ones things. That just yes. three years ago, again, that kind of stuff. So I'm yeah. really curious on how that plays. I, and I, and um, yeah, this isn't one of those like little twisty ones. You think you're getting this? No, this is what you're. It's in the title. It's in the title. Um, it's what you think it is, but it's not. Okay, so it's the pieces, the pieces. of the short films and the at this point. The pieces and the anti-pieces. It's the co-pieces. It is the co- Stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> now, I talked about being a basic bitch myself, but the next <laughs> short, ultimately, I might like because it is called Basic Witch. And it is a basic witch. Um, <laughs> that, Does she have an Ugg broom? Huh? <laughs> so, you know, witch we think supernatural, but this one really falls into more of that fantasy, uh, magical type of... Realm. That's, I, I, we need to live in a magical fantasy type of realm yeah. at this point. And it's one that um, I, I don't want to spoil it. Uh, <laughs> See, it's no, tough. It's, 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 it's tough. very hard because it's this was this is one that you're like it, when it starts you're like okay and then when it goes you're like okay okay so I leave it at that. That's my that's my. My one-word review of Basic Witch. Okay. 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 (laughs) 
And then uh, transitioning here, going to one of my favorite Rod Stewart slash Faces song, we've got Maggie May. <laughs> Maggie May, yeah. Horror again. Um, that one's from Australia. Does it show her age? What? Don't stop don't. it. Let's Just not stop go there. it. We're <laughs> uh, New Kate Russell um, is the director of, of that one. So this is so this is could, could we call this maybe potentially Ozploitation in that little genre uh, bucket there? Oh, sometimes is, doing nothing can be the worst move of all. Ooh, oh, that, okay. That's the, that's all we need to know. I like that. Ooh. I like that, and especially in relevant time today. Now. The last one, at least what it looks to be last, and I saved this one specifically just because it's a good pairing, whether you put it with chicken or what have you, <laughs> but we've got, the last one is called Waffle. Yes, uh, by uh, Carolyn Hudson. Uh, that is our dark comedy for the year, you know, and anybody that doesn't know Heidi and I, when we say dark comedy, we're it's not dark. talking about, um, oh, haha, that's funny, but there was something that was like, I could never say that joke at work. No, we like twisted dark comedy. Yeah. So... When we say that, it's one that it doesn't quite fall into horror. Is, is or it adjacent. Is it's it adjacent? one of those where you have to almost like introduce it and say, it's okay to laugh at this? Where people sometimes see something that they're like, oh, yeah. should I laugh? Yeah. Okay. Um, sometimes those are my favorite ones. Those, You know what? Those are my favorite peripheral viewing, just to watch how people are reacting to what's going on the screen. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Again, you will not <laughs> right. you will spoil anything else on that. <laughs> I was just thinking about like, I I don't know if I'm I, I've ever forgave you for that one cat video from uh, the Mondo. Oh, the <laughs> Wait, which one? The I've had uh, a few. I, I mean, I love cats, so I always throw cat. The, the animated. Oh, <laughs> yes. I I don't know, like, because when you're like, oh, we love Twisted, and I was thinking. That was fucking twisted. That was, but that I, was fucking I, twisted. But didn't I program where I followed it up with a lighter? With a funny, cat? yeah, with the one with um with um Elizabeth Perkins. Yes. That does the funny cat. The cat came back stuff. Yes. And that made it everything all right. But I remember <laughs> sitting through the thing like. I don't know if you you didn't speak to me for like an hour after that. I think <laughs> I was in shock because like I was just sitting there, and this is when I just got Owen, and so like I'm sitting there like don't like this one bit, <laughs> but it was it was still good. It was just like also one of the that's what you go to the movies for to, yeah, for a feel. response, yes. and right. that one that one it it got me. I was just like <sighs> I. I I've never been the biggest fan of animal cruelty, even before I had animals. <laughs> I, I, I know, hope right? you weren't wait, the wait, big wait, fan wait, of it. Yeah, you, wait, you know wait, but I mean, even more so when I got Owen, I even became a, a lot more outspoken. You heard about. it all here. Genius is not the biggest fan yeah. of animal the cruelty, just, but he's a fan. I can he, understand no. a couple of, a little he, bit he, of... No. He put his little toe no. in that pond occasionally no. before Owen. What is but, wrong with you, Genius? No, no, not, I'm not going around like kicking kittens and shit, but I'm saying, you know, like like... It didn't affect you as much. It didn't affect me as much. That's fair. Your heart grew three, three sizes. sizes that day. Yes. Wow. And so like, so that's why when I was watching that, that one, I was like, but then once the other cat one came on, I was like, okay, this is good. <laughs> so I have a question for Adam. <laughs> co-question? My co-pilot, Adam. I'm here. What beers are we gonna have available? Oh yeah! Because um, I usually I like to do the, the pairings, pairings, but we're pairings. we're unlimited because of the 
you know, COVID in the smaller capacity and inventory and, and yeah. touching. And so what, do I have anything to pair with these? I would, I might even like, I, I would give you that as clues. Ooh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, we might have to follow this yeah. one up eventually just as a follow-up post, putting you on the spot here. Uh, That's a good. Well, we'll, we will have beers. Most of them. <laughs> is there just root? one and everybody has to share. Is there root beer or just sarsaparilla? <laughs> there's, there, there's, some beers. Uh, so we've been moving away from all of our draft beer into cans. Sure. Um, so people right. get buckets of beer. Um, I'm trying to do but my there, best. There's buckets on, of beer? Yeah. I'm <gasps> trying to do my best on making sure yeah. any beers we have are fresh beers because that's the yes. biggest worry right now is there's a lot of beers that unfortunately um, just went out of date over the mm. last three months. So yeah. um, a lot of product was lost, um, but also the availability of a lot of fresh, especially when it comes to hoppy beers, are very 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 hard to find i don't think i have a single ipa in here right now which is crazy but uh i should have some by then okay that is okay that is okay we we should have we should have nine beers and ciders and canned cocktails to pair perfect i like that i like that again it just shows how collaboration truly works and can affect change now I can already tell some people (laughs) "Eh, you know no no, i just just wanted him on the record that i'd have my beer yes (laughs) Anything that happens on this podcast is admissible yeah. as evidence, apparently. Oh, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> yeah, you're in trouble, my friend. Fuck. Um, Erase all the tapes. <laughs> I can already tell some people out there are saying, hey, you know what? This sounds great, but I'm not in Kansas City, so I can't come to the premiere. Um, I have maybe some internet issues, so I can't do the online viewing, and I don't have Shutter. I don't like that kind of blah, blah, blah. How else could they potentially help out Etheria? Could it be through potentially a fellowship where they could donate? Uh, well, there is. In fact, my goodness, you made me almost forget to mention that. That will be announced here as well next Saturday night. Excellent. I will be announcing the winner of the 2020 Stephanie Rothman Scholarship. Um, this is a scholarship that is um, in conjunction with um, Rebecca McKendry um, that we give out to. It's, it's $3,000 this year that we give to a student, film, uh, f- female student filmmaker for um, either a script, a finished uh, school project, or something in progress that can be presented. Um, and uh, final judging is with Stephanie Rothman. So I, I wanted to make sure, again, just the variety of ways that people can reach out and support, sure. whether or not they're viewing or not. Um, I am beyond excited for not only this year, next week, but everything that is coming up, because I do think we are at a point in our time where we could potentially see true change coming yeah. Yeah. within the structure of everything at this point, within society. And I think ultimately organizations like Etheria, local companies like Screenland are, are crucial in this because they are providing outlets for the people that need Absolutely. that voice. And uh, it's, it's noble, man. And ultimately, again, I feel I'm selfish saying this, but I'm very fortunate to know both of you. I can say you both are my friends. So when you do these good things, I feel almost connected in a way. I can say these are people I know that are doing good and putting out good in the world when there's just Mm -hmm. so much nastiness and negativity right now. So sincerely, Stacy, thank you. Yes. Adam, thank you. And you're just not talking about it. You're being about it. And that's what's important. De- deeds, not words. Okay, right. we can trace it back all the way to Megaforce, Hal Needham, and Ace Hunter. Do things, just do things. Deeds, not words. Well, thank you, and and um, you know, for me, I'm here to help everybody support new talent. 
and happy to do so with Adam that's supporting small business. Um, I love my home at the Egyptian, but Netflix just bought them. They don't need me. (laughs) 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 And I love, you know, I I kid you not, I do love the fact that after uh, Spielberg had told, you know, that the film shouldn't be qualified for the Oscars, right? They go and buy a theater with with a room that's the Spielberg room. I think that is pretty darn awesome it was not an accident i'm sure (laughs) so again um if anyone wants to uh uh, donate listen in play along at home again where are we going to be able to do all of this shutter and screenland online and screenland.com dot com excellent excellent so final thoughts genius before we wrap this up i am always looking forward to ethereum film night like it's one of those ones that it's almost kind of like a mini panic fest. It's just, it's wonderful. It's just so much fun. See friends, see some awesome movies and just have a ball. And you're doing important things in an extremely fun way. And I think that's makes it easier to grab people's attention and to grab things because we can learn a lot by listening to someone talk and having point at us. But if something that we can interact and enjoy and see something and appreciate and like, wow, I never thought of it that way. Or when you can actually see what somebody else sees through their perspective. And that is what we need to actually make a difference nowadays. So again, to echo what Greg says, thank you guys. Sincerely, on behalf of Kansas City, Kansas City Horror Community, the film community at large, and everybody who's a decent fucking person. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Of course, of course. So, um, ultimately, I'm not sure what we're doing next week. It's going to be something fun. It's going to be something super fun, because you know we're going to have some good time. We're going to have shenanigans and shit. And as much negativity is out there, we are all about promoting positivity. So, you know, ultimately, let's keep it up, gang. Uh, Again, you can find us on Patreon uh, over at patreon.com slash screenland, patreon.com slash nightmarejunkhead. So, until the next time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams. (laughs) 